Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Our first uh, A-team guest, Russ Gareth, the Prince, a legal professional and Dacha lawyer, and uh, he's also the chairperson of the Cannabis Development Council of South Africa, is on the line joining us to talk about the cannabis economy in South Africa as per the State of the Nation address from our president um, uh, that happened uh, not so long ago. Russ Prince, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, and thank you very much for having me, and good evening to all of the listeners. So it seems that the speech that uh, that the president uh, relayed to the nation when it comes to the cannabis um, economy in South Africa is very similar to the one from the previous year and the previous. I don't know. Maybe there's, there's something that I'm missing here, but it uh, really was a short paragraph within his speech and very similar. What what What's your take on this? And do you feel the same way or do you think there's been progress? You are correct when you are saying that this is the third SONA where the president has made mention of cannabis and the government's impending plans for cannabis industrialization. However, it has not translated into any viable action on on the cannabis front and unfortunately we find that there is no concrete plans or national cannabis coordination neither is there any finance to develop the industry so despite us now going into the fifth year since the constitutional court judgment we find that there is still no cogent and no concrete plan for how do we translate what the government is talking about into viable action. And one thing that is still very much troublesome is the manner in which both, well, actually the judiciary as well as the executive, as well as the legislature, the manner in which they are speaking about cannabis. When in, 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 in tonight's speech, the, cannabis, uh, the president speaks of this stuff, and members of parliament are laughing. Now, what we are saying is that, you know, the incarceration of thousands of citizens, the poverty, the hunger, the drought that millions of South African citizens are experiencing is no laughing matter. And the truth is that cannabis offers the most viable and concrete ways of addressing and redressing you know the frontiers of poverty and unemployment and desperation that our people face but yet it is not treated with the same type of respect that it deserves and whereas we find that the president speaks of uh, cannabis industrialization on the one hand on the other hand cannabis is still very much seen as part of the problems within south africa instead of being part of the solution. And it is for that reason that the Cannabis Master Plan, as well as the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill, are not fit for purpose. And both these documents are essentially flawed because they are being produced without evidence-based approach towards developing a country competitive strategy. So the government is not working with the people and within government itself, 
there is a dearth of knowledge when it comes to what the cannabis industry entails. And there is no cooperation with the people within the cannabis industry, the members of this cannabis community, the people that it was hunted and that are still persecuted for associating with a plant. So we were not inspired by the president's words tonight. Neither were we inspired the other two times because it seems to be all talk and no action. You know, Russ uh, Prince, I I hear your you saying that there's 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 a lot of information. There's a lot that can be done, um, but I I w- ask myself why is there such stagnation, despite the fact that year in year out for the past three years now, past three states of the nation addresses, the president keeps on saying there needs to be an unlocking of this enormous economic energy when it comes to uh, uh, cannabis in the Eastern Cape, in Wazul Natal, in Pumalang. So yes, we've identified the main growing um, um, uh, provinces, but why are we always unlocking? When will we actually unlock? And so just speaking about it, uh, the last time you and I spoke, you even said that the energy crisis could be solved by the utilization of cannabis. However, it in, seems that we are not getting to a point where we are practicing what we preach. Very much so, my sister. And part of the problem is, is that the solution that we want to bring in relation to cannabis is very much what government is speaking of is, is inspired by the West. They are not listening to local voices and they are not listening to the indigenous approach towards unlocking the energy that is latent within this industry. We need to be focusing on Africa-centered solutions towards the problems that our people are facing. And the basic problem still that millions of South Africans are facing is a lack of food, clothes and shelter, health, education and welfare. Now, we are not saying that cannabis is, is, is the panacea to all of these problems, but we are saying that it provides us with one of the most concrete avenues to start redressing these concerns in a manner that enables the hundreds of thousands of legacy growers to partake in the growth of this industry, because it is the height of hypocrisy to ensure that those who were forefront at persecuting this plant to allow these people to now be in the front line of benefiting from their association with the plant. And this is exactly what the hemp legislation does. The fact that the government uh, only seems to be making uh, uh, commercial space for hemp does not address the problems that indigenous South African uh, 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 cannabis community members are facing. Because we want to plant drought-resistant local cannabis, the varieties that has been growing for hundreds of years here. And we are saying that these varieties are good enough for what it is that our people want. We want houses for our people. We want clothes and school uniforms for our kids. We want uh, books and we want paper to be produced from cannabis and all of these we can do from our local varieties. 
currently as we stand, the different DALRAD, that is the lead department through which these developments are supposed to happen, you find that within this industry that there is very little knowledge or understanding from these officials as to how to go about it. And this is primarily because there is a reluctance on the part of the executive to acknowledge that cannabis is part of the solution and not part of the problem. But when it comes to government, it seems that the different departments are not coordinated. They are not interdependent. They are not interrelated. The left hand doesn't seem to know what the right hand is doing. And that is why we find that there is that there has been absolutely no progress within this field. The members of our community are still going to jail and we are not allowed to share within the commercialization of the plant because everybody seems to be scared of THC. But the reality is that that is where the billions of rands are lying. So we should not shy away from that, but we should rather attempt to bring it into the light and not to hide it anymore, but also to move the conversation away from recreational usage and to ensure that we industrialize, that we establish the industries in building, in, in, in fiber, in cloth making, in food production. These are all the things that we can do and that we can do with very little skill required on the part of our people. And even to make space for those industries where skills are required because we want our kids to become the scientists that contribute towards developing this cannabis industry. We're talking about making space for our people on every aspect of our existence and that we can do with local cannabis and by having an empowering legislative environment. And this need not take four to five years. And this has been the problem since 2018. The fact that government wants to do this without cooperating with us, the cannabis people. There has not been meaningful consultation with the cannabis community in order to resolve the problems or the stumbling blocks that we are facing. And government is the biggest culprit in this regard because they are not being proactive, but rather they are being reactionary and they are being piecemeal in their approach. And this obviously has unintended consequences with questionable constitutionality. Raz, um, there's, there's something that I'm also very concerned about. I mean, yes, there's huge economic uh, potential when it comes to cannabis. There's uh, many ways that cannabis can heal, create energy, uh, clothing from hemp. There's too much. However, right now in South Africa, uh, the bill is also very unclear, but also it requires a lot of capital a lot of financing for one to get proper licensing. And that already excommunicates the communities in the Eastern Cape, KwaZulu-Natal and Pumalanga that are earmarked for cannabis. 
the communities that have been growing cannabis, that have been surviving on cannabis. So the, the, the communities are being marginalized because of the regulations and the funding that is required to get a license. How is this going to be fought, Raz? Because we don't want Ogoko Nabomkulu, who have been planting, to then now be uh, uh, put on the sidelines in the peripherals, while those who are moneyed start making money, more money from cannabis. The licensing regime that government favors was copied and pasted from the West. And that in itself means that it would not necessarily be fit for purpose within South Africa. Now, we need to understand that the manner in which cannabis serves the people within South Africa is unique in the world, in the, in the sense that there are very, very, very few other economies in the world where cannabis has played such an important part within the cultural liberty of our people. It's perhaps only India and Afghanistan and perhaps Morocco in Africa, where that, that has um, a culture of cannabis growing that is similar to that within South Africa. Within South Africa, it is not only a recreational substance, it is, it is a cultural substance. And it is something that is an intricate part of indigenous people's lives, not just simply for recreational usage, but it is something that used to be an economic backbone for the people within South Africa. And the illegal cannabis industry is one that is worth billions. And as we've said before, the only people that are benefiting from these primarily are gangsters and corrupt politicians. And we want our government to open up these avenues and remove these high barriers to entry into the cannabis field for traditional growers and the development of a local medical cannabis market. You know, I mean, it's in, in, in Rastafari, we say, let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. Therefore, I mean, our approach towards cannabis medicines is different from the Western allopathic approach. And we are not saying it's one or the other. There is space for both. Now, currently, there is uh, government favors the Western strict medicine approach. And that leaves us, the, cultiv uh, uh, the local cultivators, at a disadvantage because entry into that field is extraordinarily high. And that immediately cancels out the majority of our people. And when it comes to cannabis, we don't just want to be consumers. The only way in which we are going to carve a space out for ourselves is, we, is if we become producers. And that is what we need the government's assistance. That is why we need our government to be working with our people and to explore alternative ways of doing things. I mean, we cannot be satisfied with following or simply thinking that cannabis can be placed into an existing framework because there has never been a framework that favored cannabis. We need to create one. And in order for us to, to create and to innovate, it means that we have to disrupt the existing model. That's what innovation is all about. It's about disrupting what used to be. And that disruption need not necessarily be chaotic because 
it has been demonstrated in other countries that have opened up that the country is not going to shambles for the fact that cannabis is now freely available for adults. And that is what we need to have. We need to get rid of the fear-mongering and accept that the debate around cannabis for most of the time is not informed by reason, but rather by emotion. And we need to do away with the emotionalism and embrace reality when it comes to the issue of cannabis. It is the height of hypocrisy for people to be only concerned about health matters when it comes to cannabis, but they are not concerned about health when it comes to tobacco or alcohol. And as we know, these are multi-billion rand industries that is not subjected to the same level of scrutiny that the new bill wants to put cannabis under. The fact that our politicians are still speaking about locking people up for 10 to 15 years for dealing in cannabis is madness. Whereas other countries are making billions of dollars and pounds and euros in tax monies from cannabis, our government is still putting hundreds of thousands of people in jail for cannabis-related offenses. So on the one hand, we say that, yes, we've got a cannabis master plan and that we want to use cannabis towards uh, uh, improving the economy of the people within South Africa. On the other hand, the police are still locking people up with impunity. They are still uh, uh, continuing to act in the very same manner in which the apartheid government acted by not recognizing and accepting that cannabis is part of the culture of the people within South Africa and that cannabis indeed allows and affords South Africans the opportunity to improve their economy in a sustainable, reliable manner. Raz, um, I've got uh, callers who wanted to uh, join in on this conversation, but we're having problems with our lines. Calls are dropping. Katlejo uh, um, and Lisa and other A-teamers, we see that you were trying to connect with us. Unfortunately, there are gremlins on the lines, and uh, maybe it's due to the weather patterns, load shedding, I don't know. Whatever it is, we do really apologize. Raz, we need to wrap up our conversation as well um, because our time is also far spent. What are your closing comments? You know, to develop a world-leading inclusive cannabis industry, our government, number one, they need to urgently fund the development of the sector. They need to put money into this cannabis thing. You know, the government is now talking about green hydrogen energy, and they want to put $300 billion towards that. There's currently no green hydrogen energy that's being produced in, within South Africa, but there's hundreds of thousands of legacy growers and they are growing cannabis that can be used in order to contribute towards alleviating our energy crisis because we can make diesel from Dacha. The people in Mpumalanga, KwaZulu-Natal, and the Eastern Cape, they can grow the cannabis that can be used in order to make the diesel that can be provided to, to ESCOM. So instead of paying 20, 30 billion rand to importing that from uh, OPEC, we could be producing it right here. Government must fund these developments and they must improve coordination among stakeholders through a powerful management structure that includes civil society representation with a clear mandate and agreed timeframes to deliver a cannabis plan for South Africans that is South African in nature, adheres to our international treaty obligations in an innovative, pioneering development model 
to build a new cannabis industry. Government needs to work with its people and come up with new plans. It is, you know, Einstein said that uh, the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. We need to change our approach towards unlocking the energy that is within this industry and within its people in order to empower our people. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do this. It is quite simple. Government working with its people. And we have already built a multi-billion rand industry throughout the years, you know, through blood, sweat, and tears. It is for the government to capitalize on that, to start speaking the truth about cannabis, protect the health and the well-being of the young and the vulnerable, and reduce drug-related crime, promote broad-scale public education and awareness around cannabis usage, and to ensure the protection of human rights, inclusivity in order to address past injustices. So we want to work with the government. They need to work with us. They need to stop the arrest of innocent people that wants to partake within a multi-billion rand cannabis industry. And that is how we take South Africa forward. Thank you very much, uh, Ross Gareth Prince. Uh, we'll have more conversations of this nature to track the progress, uh, maybe three months from today, uh, to see if anything has changed. And we know that with the continuous you know, uh, fight that you are doing as the chairperson of the uh, Cannabis Development Council of South Africa, there will be change. We do appreciate you joining us this evening.